Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. This September, electric vehicle drivers in Texas have been getting some bad news in the mail. By law, they need to start paying hundreds of dollars in fees to buy and register their climate-friendly cars and trucks, and they're not alone. Texas is part of a growing number of red states across the country trying to limit the sale of EVs through fees and other measures. And their efforts are making EV advocates fume and creating barriers to one of President Joe Biden's signature climate policies. So today, Adam Ayton from Politico's e News on why Biden's EV goals are facing red state resistance. It's Friday, September 15th. So starting this month, Texans who drive an EV will have to pay $400 to register their new electric vehicle and they'll have to pay $200 a year, every year going forward. And Texas lawmakers instituted this new fee as a way to make up some of the money that they're losing as drivers switch from internal combustion engines to electric vehicles. So if you drive an electric vehicle, you're not paying the gas tax at the pump. And that has traditionally been how Most states fund their roads, their bridges, their highways, and there's been a kind of long-term erosion of that money. And as that's happened, a lot of states have stopped raising their gas taxes. They have found it really politically unpopular to raise costs for drivers because most people drive, (laughs) most drivers vote, and instead they have found it a lot easier to slap new fees on electric vehicle drivers. There's a lot fewer of them. An increasing number of policymakers, lawmakers have turned to EVs and said, this looks like a way that we can start to plug some of these budget gaps. We've seen that especially in states that have been really reluctant to raise the gas tax, like Texas, like some states in the Southeast, some states in the West. And as you noted, Texas is not the only state that is implementing these electric vehicle registration fees. You report that about 30 other states have them. Many of those are red states. Could you talk a bit more about why there is so much red state resistance to electric vehicles, which are, of course, an important part of President Joe Biden's effort to decarbonize the transportation sector? Yeah, some of its polarization, EVs have now become culturally or politically coded as a kind of democratic priority or something that people in big cities are in favor of. There are a lot of people who live in, for instance, rural areas that beyond just politics have these concerns about driving great distances and being able to make it on a single charge instead of being able to stop at a gas station filling up. So there's a combination of seeing this as politics and seeing this as a way to hit back at the Democrats' climate agenda. But there's also some other kind of deeper-seated concerns about, will this transition disrupt our economy? Will this change the way that our communities look or the way that people can get around and do business and, and get to work and get to school? 
So policymakers in a lot of states are looking for ways to finance a lot of the infrastructure problems that we've seen in this country. And they are looking at EVs as one of several ways that they can start to raise some of this money. The problem is there's not a lot of EV drivers yet. It's not raising a lot of money for these projects yet. And that has led a lot of advocates to accuse, especially Republicans, of using this as an excuse, raising these fees on electric vehicle drivers for a real reason. There are real infrastructure needs in this country, and vehicles and drivers have traditionally been the way that we pay for them. But right now, these new fees on EV drivers, they aren't really raising enough money to really pay for anything substantive. But at the same time, they are putting up a new obstacle, perhaps, for drivers. You know, there is a message that gets sent when drivers have to pay this high fee up front that, well, this is a technology that can be expensive, it can be complicated, maybe I should just stick to something that I know and is simpler and that has not failed me in the past. And that's really what a lot of these advocates are worried about as these new policies get rolled out in red states mostly is, yes, the Biden administration has subsidies and has a lot of financial incentives to promote electric vehicles. But there are also these psychological considerations that drivers have to adopting EVs. And these new policies can be really impactful to reinforcing that message. And you also note in your story that red states are enacting other policies that are meant to be obstacles to EV ownership, kind of beyond just the registration fees that we've been talking about. Could you describe what they are and and what kind of impact they are having? Yeah, states are rolling out kind of a suite of policies that target electric vehicles. Some of them put taxes on the public charging stations. So if you use one of those, you will be paying a little bit on top of what you just pay for the electricity. There are restrictions on directly selling electric vehicles to consumers. So a lot of companies that are in the space like Tesla, like Rivian, they have a kind of direct to consumer model that some states have increasingly started to clamp down on. And broadly, what you're seeing now is kind of a reversal of what you saw under Trump. Under Trump, you had blue states that really wanted to continue with climate action and took steps to encourage electric vehicle sales along with other climate actions. And now you're seeing red states under Biden throwing on the brakes a little bit to this transition And just like blue states under Trump made a a real difference, there's a real fear among climate advocates that red states are going to, if not totally shut down this transition to electric vehicles, they'll at least be able to slow it down enough that it will make a real difference in the U.S. meeting its climate goals. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back on Monday. (laughs) 
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.